0: You are listening to The Quest for 100 A discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know And now your hosts, Justin and Brian
1: Good morning Vietnam <laughs> This is your host, Justin I'm here with my other friendly host, Brian Hey Justin What is going on? How you doing, Brian?
0: Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Uh, cannot complain about uh, my current status.
1: All right, all right. I'm with you on that. This is, uh, man, I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, uh, this is going to be both the, maybe the greatest episode ever and the end of Brian and my friendship. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you know, stay tuned for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so we are the Quest for 100 as you most likely know by now uh but if not welcome in we are a weekly podcast we we push out every thursday and we talk about a random topic every week and you know what brian this week we have some fun stuff that we're talking about do we yeah really fun i, are I you think sure? it's really fun yeah yeah you sure oh baby we are talking about the office man it just makes doesn't it just make you happy brian you know what i can't say i do know what this theme song is yeah it just it it just connects it to it i i love it this is uh man man this is my favorite my favorite comedy so i'm just gonna start with that and just say i'm excited to talk about this um but before we jump into this great episode about the office and everything from history stats and friendship tests and everything else in between uh let's let's do a little bit of since last time what have you been up to brian so last week uh actually before the last episode went up but but
0: since our last recording i went to the rolling stones concert at Ooh, century Link Field. Oh, nice nice yeah. how was that it was good i have never seen them live can't say that i know a ton of, like i you know their songs because you've heard their songs yeah but I'm not like, oh, that's a Rolling Stone song. Yeah. I'm terrible with music like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we've already talked about music stuff, and uh-huh. I'm I'm terrible with that stuff. Yeah, Mick Jagger, the fact that he can move like he does, yeah. I mean, like the moves like Mick Jagger in <laughs> the Bruno Mars song, right? I think, I think it, so. Yeah. yeah, is spot on. I mean, the guy is over 70 years old, and he was rocking that stage.
1: Yeah, I I believe it. I I, I can't get over how. Ageless, that guy is. Yeah, uh, and you know, heart surgery. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm jealous. I. I wouldn't say I'm like a diehard Rolling Stones fan, but I am a fan, and it sounded like a pretty awesome concert. Yeah, I. I will say the rest of the band.
0: I'm not sure that they're like they just kind of looked out of it and oh really yeah keith richards did not look good oh yes yeah. that's, that's no good well yeah. as
1: long as they can still play their instruments you know
0: what yeah and they looked like they were enjoying themselves and it was a sold-out
1: crowd and okay. it, it
0: was a pretty cool experience so nice
1: yeah. nice. what about you well i actually i think i might have alluded to this uh i was testing out the built-in platform for my crv and we went okay. camping okay this weekend we went to ocean shores in ocean city okay was this so was this the actual this like, is not the big camping trip oh, yet. Okay. that's coming up here in a week or so actually it's coming up this it's coming up this weekend so, oh. uh, huh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we'll, So back to back weekends of camping. Back to back weekends. We we tried to get tested out earlier, but it just didn't work schedule wise. But regardless, uh, we tested it out. We slept in our car in this new platform that we built, and uh, it was good. It was a little uncomfortable. We did have an air mattress on top of it, but we'll make a couple adjustments for our big trip to Banff uh, this weekend. So okay. we're uh, we're looking forward to that. But it was it was a good trip. Good little one one night trip. To the uh, west side of Washington. All right. Well, should we do some office news? We shall. You're a newsman. And I ever tell you otherwise? Punch me in the face.
0: My news comes out of Funko Pop. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you familiar with Funko Pop? Yeah. Pops? Aren't they the little figures? The little figurines yeah. with the massive heads. Mm-hmm. So Funko Pop has released its office collection. They actually did this last week. Okay. It features Michael Scott dwight jim pam kevin toby and daryl uh and okay. the f- figurines feature accessories like michael's best boss mug perfect uh, kevin's chili <laughs> um and and they each cost about ten dollars so it'd, you know it costs about 60 bucks to
1: get the whole set but it, uh, yeah that well that's awesome do you know is this the first time they've released anything office related Funko Pop? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. That is wild to me. Considering how in tune they are with pop
0: culture, maybe... Well, Funko Pop is is a fairly new thing.
1: Is it? I feel like they've been around for a handful of years. I mean, I'll... I'll... I i do not remember. I know I, I had a Funko... I, as a gift for all of my uh, groomsmen, I got them uh, pop figures. Yeah. Um, that was what... Oh. Four years ago, three well, years founded ago. Founded in 1998. Yeah, oh, I mean okay. they became popular in probably the last five years. But yeah, um, but yeah, the, if if this is the first office stuff that they've done, that's pretty crazy that it's taken them this long. But that's awesome. I I am now uh, tempted to buy that. Yeah, <laughs> and they also
0: announced that they will do some Pez Funko Pez dispensers. Oh, interesting. With the office.
1: Okay. So nice. Yeah. My news short and sweet. Um, well, uh, my news is actually not as exciting or not as exciting it it truly is not as exciting but it is the sad sad news that it's true people the office will be leaving netflix uh so in yeah 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 so in a statement uh this is back in june so this is just confirming a lot of people if you're following this if you're a big Office fan, you probably already know this, but I did learn something from this uh, article that I, I wanted to share. So, NBC Universal has announced that it will remove the 2000 sitcom from Netflix in 2021 and head exclusively to the company's forthcoming and uh, yet to be named streaming service. So that that year is actually news to me. I was under the impression that it was happening soon. And to me, 2021 gives me about a year and a half of binge-watching The Office 10 more times. <laughs> um, so uh, so that, that actually was kind of good news uh, in all of this, but it is leaving. Um, so one of the quotes uh, was, As more and more media companies increasingly view Netflix not as a way to make money off of their old shows while getting those shows seen, but as a competitor, the value of those shows only goes up. So you're seeing companies like Disney is going to be popping up soon, uh, Warner Media, all these, I mean, Fox is a part of Disney. So Netflix and shows like, like or uh, streaming services like that are going to be losing these core shows that they've been buying off of the networks. And it's going to be a weird, weird spot for watching or consuming media and streaming media uh, in the years to come. And they're going to be using shows like The Office here. So inter- interesting to note, Brian, before you uh, just to close out my statement. So if your main priority is to just watch The Office wherever you want to and you aren't already getting free access, uh, it's $12 a month. for. It's going to be $12 a month for NBC Universal. And um, basically that's about $144 a year. Um, if you want to watch the office if that's the main reason why you're doing it which seems kind of expensive to indulge yourself in just the office but i'm sure there's other shows yeah too. i
0: think i think at some point we're going to have to do the netflix episode I agree. and I agree. and talk about that because yeah. uh, it, it is interesting but but netflix you know does have a lot of of their own offerings now and they maybe do? they see that all coming and yeah. they've always been a little bit ahead of the game anyway so you know um, it, it it is an interesting topic to discuss but our topic this week, the office. Mm-hmm. I think before we really get into this, we kind of buried the lead here in the mm-hmm. fact that there was some debate between you and I as mm. to when to record this episode.
1: Yes, yeah. So Brian and I talked about this being a topic that we would want to do in the future, and uh, I am a passionate office fan. It's it is my favorite. I guess giving you a little background, it is my favorite comedy uh that I've ever seen and there are some close second and thirds but it it is a landslide well not I guess it's not a landslide but they're close but I have been watching the show for a while but anyway I am not Brian has not okay. so Brian why don't you t- tell a little bit about your journey over the last couple weeks Yeah so
0: I I knowing that I wanted to do this episode because I am not a fan I have actually been somewhat against The Office and mm. thinking that it's not a funny show. I did wanted to do my research mm-hmm. and so I asked you how far I needed to make it. Yep. Uh, before I you thought I might like it. So you said about two seasons. Yeah. And I made it to the third season, the sixth episode, and we're to this point now. Yes. And I'm not interested in it any more than I was. I actually a couple times I had to take breaks and watch House of Cards to be more interested in a show than I was when it was playing. So I actually, you know, in my in my research, so I took notes on Mm -hmm. through those first two seasons. So about what is it, twenty two episodes in season two, uh,
1: nine nine seasons, so thirty five episodes or
0: so. I kept track of the number of times that I
1: actually laughed. Mm. Yes, that's tragic. And I have five. Now, were they like, huh? Or were they actually like, yo, that's actually pretty funny. They were pretty
0: funny. Like, okay. they were like, ha-ha. Like, okay. I, not like actually ha-ha, but like, it was actually like a laugh out loud yeah. moment. Um, well,
1: yeah. Do you know? Can, can you, I, I've got them. Oh, yes. So I'm down. really curious. Okay, go ahead.
0: So, in... I i believe the christmas episode i i I should have taken better notes but i remember the moment okay believe the christmas episode when who uh patricia no phyllis phyllis excuse me phyllis introduces
1: is this season one or or no it wouldn't be season one i think it's season season two two introduces her
0: uh at that point boyfriend so he's ron the refrigerator
1: oh no it's um it's bob vance vance refrigeration yes And and I think it's uh, Ryan says, so what
0: line of work are you in, Bob? And that made me laugh. Okay. That one was funny.
1: Okay.
0: So that's one. Oh, Bob fans. Two two is the basketball game. Yep. I didn't laugh at any point except for when Michael Scott is shooting the free throw, does all the preparation, Uh and then throws it over the back. (laughs) (laughs) That gave me a good chuckle. Okay. Um, I laughed when Michael Scott was in New York and he was walking around and he's like, "Oh, that's Tina Fey, Tina Fey," oh. and then Conan O'Brien Conan comes. Walks okay, yeah, so that's that that's three. Phyllis walking. So after she Valentine's Day episode, okay. she gets all the gifts and Pam got nothing from Roy, uh-huh. and uh, she has the bear on her back and she's walking outside. <laughs> like, okay, that's four. Okay, um, and then one of the one of the last episodes that i watched dwight gets a um metal detector that's yeah. a,
1: is it Gadar?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah i think it actually says hetero something oh, okay uh, i don't know i can't remember exactly what the stick said but and he goes over oscar and and goes down to his belt and it goes off and then he, he accidentally goes down his body and it goes off by his belt and he was like so devastated so those are the five moments that I laughed at.
1: Brian, okay, so I'm glad you were able to share those moments because even though when you told me earlier that there was five moments that made you laugh, talking about it with you makes me so happy, and I can see the smile on your face. Like, these are hilarious moments. They
0: were. They. But, but here's the problem is that for a comedy, I shouldn't be at five
1: through two two seasons plus a few more episodes. I I I get what you're saying. I get that. And I will say and I I maybe told you this before, but for me the office I thought was a dumb show for the first 5 years it was running on TV and I didn't even get into it until its last maybe two seasons where I then started from the front and then you know worked my way through and just kind of like bit my tongue, you know, bit the bullet whatever. And just watched it and I didn't love the first season the second season was fine and then and, you know it, it it was good it was good and then the, the seasons following were, were just awesome for about four seasons um, and to relive those moments though honestly Brian they're so funny the writing is spectacular and so when you have moments like that you build character development in that the next time something like that happens it just gets stronger like it's I wish I could just share this love I have for this, and I and I feel like you have it in moments, and I, it gives me hope. <laughs> it, and it genuinely does, and I I really want you. I I know you've said that you're done. I know you've said that, but I want you to continue somehow. <laughs> I just I just want it to happen.
0: I, here's my question: is is when you watched it back? Because what I was thinking is I think it would be funnier if I was watching it with people. Yes. Yes. I think you. Can't, I, I will. I can't. I can't. Don't think you can watch it alone because, for instance, as I read this back to you, yeah, it is funnier reading it back to you than when I actually right. saw it. Sure. Right?
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it, right? And so, like, you almost have the feed off of people yes. who are you, you're watching it with. Yes, I. I, I do not disagree at all. Um, I will offer my services if, if need be, to watch it with you, Brian, so that I can <laughs> laugh with you. I i just i love the show so much um my wife and i uh actually just finished watching it last night for probably the fourth time through um all nine seasons and uh we just finished at like 12 o'clock last night so it was perfect timing for this but man this this show is just spectacular and i i I genuinely from the bottom of my heart want you to love this show brian because it, it would be great all right well
0: in order to not make this episode an hour long, <laughs> sure. or two hours long, really, yeah. uh, let's get some dropping knowledge. As we normally do, Justin is the stats guy, and I am the history guy, so I will start to do some history first, and then he can go into some in-depth stats I'm sure that he has on, on the show that he loves so much. But office is a mockumentary sitcom that follows everyday lives of office employees at a paper company and it's not just office in the united states so Mm -hmm. originally it was first made in the united kingdom and premiered on july 9th 2001 and it had a two season six episode series with two uh with a two-part christmas episode Mm-hmm. And so it ran until December 27th, 2003. Well, producer Greg Daniels uh, was actually in England and saw the show. And so he decided he wanted to bring it back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so in 2005, he you know uh, premiered it here in the United States. And he actually oversaw the first four seasons and then left for Parks and Rec and kind of divided oh. his time between the two
1: okay. for I the know.
0: remaining seasons. So that's why you actually might see like some fall off in some of the writing and, and everything yeah. um, mm-hmm. is because the writers and, and producers of the show kind of came and went. Yeah. And, then, and then the last season, they actually came back all came back and kind of pitched oh, okay in, and so the last season's supposed to be better yeah
1: do a quick note on that On um so i actually watched uh, after i probably watched the the american office probably twice through and then i said hey if i'm gonna love this show so much i need to try the uk version of the office and similar to yeah. probably what you were you experienced i went through all both seasons i did not love it yeah it the humor did not and it's it's a little british humor which isn't typically my cup of tea but see what you did there (laughs) yeah but essentially uh it was you know it was fine it was it was there was funny moments and i remember going back um two interesting notes about the office uk one the uh that martin freeman is a star in it and he's like a huge star in so much other things Mm -hmm. now um ac- there's other people as well ricky including gervais. Jer- R- R- ricky gervais but the other thing is the first episode when i watched it was almost hilarious in If i guess it was almost the same episode as the first episode american so they re ba- basically had the same script they you are u- correct updated a couple little things and um you're correct yeah so yeah cool so Daniels was a writer
0: uh, on Saturday Night Live, King of the Hill, and The Simpsons. Okay. So he has a pretty pretty decent track record there. Yeah, the U.S. version depicts lives of Dun- the Dunder Mifflin paper company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it deb- debuted on uh, in 2005 on March 24th, and it was actually a mid-season replacement for another show. Oh, okay. So that's why, it's, if you look at it on Netflix, it's only a six-season first season. Yeah, or six, six episode, episode first season. Okay, because it was a mid-season replacement. Oh, the pilot was a direct ab- adaptation of the first episode of the original British series, like you were talking about. Yeah, and I found it interesting that the casting process didn't actually involve a script, like most shows casting did. The producers would ask the actors several questions, and they had to respond as the characters that they were auditioning for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first season came, you know, and, and it was a six-season replacement episode, and it kind of got mixed reviews. And it was only re- renewed because NBC predicted that Steve Carell would become a big star following the 40-year-old virgin. Huh. That's the only reason that they renewed it, because they were not going to.
1: And they weren't wrong, because that movie was a hit, and the show followed. Yeah.
0: So then 2006, the second season, they actually won a lot of awards. So they won a Peabody Award, two Screen Actor Guild Awards, a Golden Globe, and four Primetime Emmys. And then um, I've got some interesting facts for you. Um, John Krasinski... Yep, the, the actually shot the footage of Scranton in the opening credits. Yep. So when he found out that he was cast as Jim, he visited Scranton for research and interviewed employees at actual paper companies there and shot all that footage, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah,
1: no, that's awesome.
0: Season four
1: uh,
0: only had 19 episodes because the Screen Writers oh, Guild of America strike occurred.
1: Yeah, that's right. Forgot about that.
0: Yeah. It ran a total of nine seasons and the finale uh, ran on March 24th, 2005. Yep. Pam and Jim's first kiss was John Krasinski's first on screen kiss. Interesting.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And Michael's realtor girlfriend, Carol, is played by
1: Steve carell's real life wife, Nancy. Yep. I did know that. And it's funny it's funny with shows like passion shows that i have uh i tend to my wife does it all the time i'm starting to do it more as i watch shows over and over again she does it with friends nonstop. yeah where something will happen and we'll like pause it and then we'll like research something and look it up and we like that's one a perfect example is like oh i knew one of michael's girlfriends was his actual wife and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny to kind of see that come together uh did you have any more that's all i got so i only i only got you on one fact there yeah so the one uh one quick i'll quick shooter thing here but you mentioned the uh auditions and they were pretty obscure auditions they didn't really have a script did you know some of the people who auditioned for some of the spots uh yeah i noticed names yeah yeah so for those who I, i highly recommend going back if you're a fan of the show go go find these videos are online the auditions for some of these people but Seth Rogen as Dwight yep. Bob Odenkirk for Michael fun fact in a later season he play Bob Odenkirk plays a different character who very is has very similar similar he's very similar to Michael Scott mm-hmm. um, and actually it's referenced by Pam oh my gosh he's like Michael Scott hmm. and so it's kind of funny that he auditioned for that position and um, and then Eric Stone Street, who a lot of people know from Modern Family, uh, uh, tried out for Kevin. And then Patton Oswalt uh, tried out for for Dwight. And there's some other ones, like uh, Adam Scott also did uh, do, uh, Jim as well. So interesting. I, I, I love seeing that stuff because it's like, how can you imagine a character like that yeah. for nine seasons totally shifted to someone else? I can't see any yeah. of these great actors in that role. Well, and, and Rain They're Wilson... In
0: Rain Wilson originally tried out to be uh, Michael Scott. Yeah, right. Well. Which again is like,
1: what? How? I, no, that yeah. can't happen.
0: Yeah, and on the audition front, um, you know, they auditioned Pam and Jim, and they actually auditioned them together as pairs. So there was oh. four finalists, and they would come in and they would audition as pairs. Okay. And apparently, the first thing that um, John said when he got the the role was. Oh, did uh, did Jenna Fisher get the job? And because he knew he wanted to work with Jenna oh, Fisher. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's So th- cool. That that connection was instantly created from them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, on uh, on the stats side of things, I'll try I'll try to breeze through some of these. But it on IMDb, uh, it has been rated an eight point eight out of ten, which um, we'll get to in a second is pretty darn high for a comedy. Um, there was 188 episodes in the nine seasons. And the top episodes, I wanted to pull this in, top episodes from each season, this is more just an homage for the people who have watched most of these seasons, but season one was the basketball episode, so you referenced that one being pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Season two was Casino Night. Do you remember that one? Where uh, there's two... Michael invites two of his lady friends there. Yes. Yes. Um that was rated a nine point four out of ten. Season three, The Job was rated a nine point three. Season four, dinner party. That is often viewed as the greatest episode um of The Office. Okay. Um I disagree, but it's a great episode. Uh, season five, Stress Release. That is my favorite episode, it was rated a nine point seven. An interesting note that episode received 22.9 million viewers just for that one episode. Wow. Granted, it there were, a lot of that was the time slot which is right around the Super Bowl. So, but that episode was epic and to hit to have such a great episode in that time slot was was awesome. Season 6 Niagara 1 and 2, that's when um I, am I am I okay to spoil things? I I guess yeah, a little you're fine. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean Nothing. I want you to get into this, but I guess nothing's really like massive spoilers for you, Brian. But no, um, season six, Niagara one and two. That's when Jim and Pam get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a nine point four. Season seven, Goodbye Michael, is a nine point eight. Season eight, the list is an eight point one. That's oh, the season starts to drop a little bit, and then season nine, the finale, which I thought was well done um, for a finale, was a nine point eight. According to IMDB, the best comedies with at least a hundred thousand votes. Do you know what the number one comedy is? It's rated an eight point nine. Seinfeld? No, that's tied for a second. Hmm. It's a very popular one. Uh I'll give you one more guess and I'll tell you. Do they count friends as a Yes? As a, of course. Com- yeah, that's a f- comedy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Are you a Friends fan, by the way? Not really. Oh man, you need some comedy in your life, Brian. I'm a I'm a uh, Big Bang Theory Very guy. Serious man. No, I'm am
0: I'm, I'm just a <laughs> okay. geeky
1: geeky uh, well, nerd. Like all right, oh, these Silicone other ones Valley, have that.
0: No, no, not like not to the
1: Big Bang and well, Big Sil- Bang just embraces the geekiness. In Silicon Valley, same thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway, well, the fr- Friends is number one at 8.9, and then there is uh, Office technically is number two just based off the number of votes, but it's an 8.8. But technically by um, rating, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Arrested Development, Freaks and Geeks, and Seinfeld are all 8.8. So uh, in terms of viewership, the series ranked uh, NBC's highest-rated scripted series during its run. It averaged about 8 million viewers while it was on the air, but with... 130 million Netflix users worldwide and 57 million statewide. That number is likely higher now. So um, it's an estimated 7% of uh, Netflix viewers or 7% of the shows watched are The Office on Netflix. Um, So that is uh, the next closest is Friends, which is 4.13%. Um, so that pretty much uh, equates to about 9.1 million that watched it in 2018 alone, um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, it pays to come to the office. So Steve Carell, uh, obviously popular for a multiple number of reasons. he is, His net worth is $50 million. John Krasinski is $30 million. Jenna Fisher, $15 million. Rainn Wilson, $14 million. That's not just from the show, but those last three pretty much got popularized by the show yep. uh, main characters allegedly made around twenty thousand dollars per episode in the first se- three seasons of the office and then after that they got a pay raise to about a hundred thousand dollars per episode um for season four and and presumably for the following episodes as well or seasons as well and then a couple quick fun facts the temperature had to be set to 64 degrees fahrenheit and that reason was uh according to Rain Wilson uh Steve Carell had active sweat glands that could ruin the shot so the entire cast had to suffer through the um and, until they finally got space heaters yeah uh and then Jim and Pam's proposal scene was the most expensive shot on the show uh it was about $250,000 According to Greg Daniels, um, who told the Washington Post, it's the most expensive and elaborate shot we have ever done, but it's also sort of a highlight of five years of storytelling. We found a gigantic parking lot behind a Best Buy, and our production team built a replica of the rest. Oh, my gosh, replica of the rest. I didn't see that. That's pretty amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, rest stop, by the way, because you didn't really finish what you were
1: saying. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I had Like mid-thought, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. they made a replica of the rest stops. That's pretty crazy. Which
0: is one thing I didn't even touch on, I thought was very interesting is, so this was built as a one-camera shoot for the entire you know, it really was built to be a documentary style. Right. And so when they were mapping stuff out and writing scripts and everything it was literally can the camera get from here to here logistically in enough time to get the shot that they would wanted to get yeah and so they were mapping some things out and had to change things when um, i can't remember the exact scene that they were referencing but that they had to change the way that michael did something because physically the camera yeah. even though they weren't going to show it on on the camera shot physically the camera could not get from point a to point b to get the, the second yeah. shot in time
1: and so they had to change up what he was actually doing, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, No, I mean, that's dedication to the craft, right? You're, you, yeah. you, you want to feel authentic to it. I feel like, I mean, you are being a video person. Do you, do you uh, enjoy this style of I didn't really. comedy. Okay. I don't,
0: I don't because
1: it, it, I, I understand
0: that they are breaking a lot of rules and they, mm-hmm. you know, and that's their style, but it, it, it kind of gives me anxiety
1: oh really yeah okay maybe that goes into part of it don't watch parks and rec because it's a very similar style yeah. but yeah no i it, it's it's uh it's i love it i love love the style but yeah that was that was it for my stats all
0: right well uh we should uh do some interesting friendship sets now
1: our friends, best friends <laughs> we'll see yeah i don't think so at all <laughs> But uh, we'll see. So, Brian, who is in your your two and a half seasons or so? Who's your favorite character? Oh, yeah. Um,
0: I think my favorite character is going to be. I really like Kevin. Yeah, I don't. I don't like love his like. Of all the people, he is going to be the one that I'm probably going to laugh at. Yeah, first, like sure. from a character perspective, yeah. he's going to be the one that I laugh at yes. first. So I think that's where he's probably one of my favorites. Jim Jim would be a close second, just because I like Jim's story. Yes, um, I don't love all of the reference, like the looking at the camera all the time. Yeah, because um, I think sometimes it's a little bit much, or uh-huh. it it yeah.
1: But. Yeah, so interesting you say that. So, um, I was listening to an interview with Rain Wilson. He was talking about the style of comedy and and how awkward comedy has kind of taken over with with some younger generations and whatnot. And this is this is you know true awkward comedy in a lot of ways. But what they said was like the the writing's spectacular, but it's not necessarily like there's no punchlines, there's no jokes to mm. The Office. It's something happens and then the reactions or how uh, that molds the next piece to it i mean the gym looking at the camera thing is classic which is hilarious because it happens a lot and there's moments when other characters like dwight for instance will make fun of that that he does things like that so there you know you grow again you grow to know these characters in a way that even the characters can kind of not acknowledge that that certain things are that way so yeah. for me my fair i struggled with this one and i started with michael scott i'm like no i don't know if he is he's just such a great character uh, so i would even i wouldn't even put him in my top three uh, unfortunately but i'm gonna land at dwight and i think dwight makes the show in a lot of ways michael scott obviously does as well but um without dwight you don't have jim and you don't have pranking and you don't have um the the stern um, serious business guy that also was like crazy and goofy at the same time. So I loved, I I think Dwight is spectacular. Uh, Close seconds to me are Creed who is just, I mean, you'll, he's just one of those characters that he probably has one line every two episodes and it's gold. It's just, I don't (laughs) know. It's just ridiculous and gold. Um, and then Kevin is actually up there too. So I, I do love Kevin. Kevin is a fan favorite. Um, he's just a lovable teddy bear. Yep. And you can't – and you just – you laugh at him, but you also want to be like, hey, man, like, you're good. You're good, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I respect the Kevin pick. I'll give you that. Okay.
0: I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, one of the big questions that I had throughout the show – Okay. Because there's this, like, dichotomy between the office and the warehouse guys mm-hmm. – yeah. Are you a, an office person or are you, are you like, you know, when they did the basketball scene, it was like blue collar versus, or no, it was actually some, it was diversity day. Yeah. I think it was diversity day or something like that. Oh,
1: that was, yeah. Season one diversity day. Was no. the warehouse? I think the warehouse didn't really come into play until, um, it, until they were in basketball. The, they were in basketball, but no, uh, not diversity. Um,
0: uh, girl, girls and boys. That's what it was. It was girls and boys and Michael took all the the guys downstairs and they oh yes and he does this whole speech of like blue collar and white collar and and so that got me thinking of are are you a warehouse guy or an office guy was
1: that that wasn't the episode before i get you you mentioned that is that the episode where he they talk about the bailer and depression is that that episode uh no, I don't. Okay. Think that must be a different one, so. cuz there's another one that's similar to that where Michael's is talking about how like or basically they go through training downstairs in the warehouse and and um they're talking about how the baler is like a serious like most machinery is serious and it could kill you and take, you have to take it seriously. And uh and he Michael doesn't take it seriously and he of course tries to make the upstairs feel really dangerous. Um, no, so, that was not okay. that episode. That's a different episode. Yeah, this it's one, a good one. This
0: one was the Jan comes in and and does the uh, the gender training, and Michael tries to be a part of the the women's mm. gender training thing. Yeah, and then he takes all the guys downstairs to do his own gender training, and then basically chaos ensues, and he wrecks the entire as, warehouse as per usual. Buys pizza and feels like pizza will yeah but back to my question
1: yes uh so i would probably associate with the office uh upstairs i think uh i mean the the warehouse is cool right like i but at the end of the day i'm probably the guy that's wearing the button up and you know going to work every day um but uh i mean i love the the warehouse guys they're great I'm I'm going to be on the opposite side of
0: you. I yeah. I'm, I think I'm a warehouse I guy. I feel like
1: you got a personality to be a warehouse yeah. guy. Yeah.
0: And, and I think part of it was I was so turned off by some of the jokes in the office, yeah, that it has to be better in the warehouse.
1: Well, and and it's actually kind of funny because um a lot yeah. of the back and forth when you see the two groups interacting, uh especially oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Daryl. Daryl, yeah. Um, so, especially Daryl, when you see Daryl interacting with them, he's just like, what the... Heck? Like, yeah. what is... Like, and again, that's where I, I would say you almost kind of relate to Daryl in some ways, where, um, in some ways, I'm not in all ways, but, uh, but I would say that he he kind of, like, is the fan or the viewer opi- um, mindset yeah. in a lot of ways. So yeah. it's like, what the heck am I watching? Or, you're ridiculous, Michael Scott, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And he does it kind of in a funny way. So, I... Uh, but I, I get that. I, I I see that in you. All right. What uh from from what you've seen, what is the best prank you saw? I, I have I have listed here the best gym prank. Yeah. Um But you know, there's so many, and you've only seen one third of them. Um, and there's so many great ones. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm trying to remember some of the pranks okay. that happened in the first two seasons. I know the Jello. Okay. What else happened in the first two-ish seasons?
1: Well, I mean, gay the gay witch hunt was, I'm pretty sure, didn't Jim give him that device? Well, yeah. I mean, it was never confirmed.
0: Like, that was kind of the added scene at the end. Oh, okay. The, the,
1: um, yeah. Okay. I think he was buying it for him, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Healthcare? Some of the uh, made-up diseases that he has that was season one i think um where he has count choculitis and uh, uh I don't that remember one. That. Yeah. Oh. there's some good, well you you can you know you go first I, i'll go first and you can honestly you can the the classic one is the the stapler in in the jello yeah. bowl. I, I think i don't know if that's i wouldn't consider that his best prank but that is the the staple no pun intended <laughs> uh, prank. <laughs> man i'm on fire today um but yeah, so my favorite prank uh I had to think about this one cuz there's so many good ones and there's some that are just they're long, they're, you know, over season sometimes or even just, you know, he'll explain he's a very patient, you know, uh prankster. But for me, it was uh the bill Butlicker prank. Um so there is uh to give you a little bit of a background, Brian. Um this was in uh, season 5. So and that was customer service Uh, so basically they got bad reviews Dwight and Jim did Mm -hmm. so Michael Scott brings them into a room and they um, have to do a scenario where they're on a sales call and essentially Jim is the person who's trying to buy paper and Dwight's trying to sell it to him and so they're going back and forth and Michael Scott's watching and giving you know hey maybe try this or do this or whatever and he just like basically like oh I'm willing to buy paper and then uh, but he's like an older man, so mm-hmm. he's like, I can't hear you. So he starts. Then he Dwight starts yelling at him, and then he he becomes irate that uh, you know this salesman is yelling at him, yeah. <laughs> and it's just hilarious because his name's Bill Butlicker. and he's like, Wait, what? Like, really? That's your name? He's like, How dare you! It's just a hilarious. I encourage you to go watch it after this episode, but it's it's so funny the back and forth between the two of them, um, and and then <laughs> at the end of it. Um, he has to hand over the uh, the sales call to Michael Scott, and as soon as Michael Scott starts talking, he's like, "I like your voice, Michael Scott. I want to buy one million dollars of paper, <laughs> but the only condition is you have to fire that salesman that just talked to me." And then he's like, oh, "It's a million dollars in sales, like it's like I gotta, I think I." <laughs> and then they cut the scene, but it's just so funny. Classic characters in that whole scene. I just I, I love it. Okay, I got mine. Okay, I it?
0: When he puts all of his stuff, his uh, ex- uh, accessories or
1: supplies, office supplies, into the uh, vending machine. Yes, that's a great. That's a great one. Yeah. I'm, I was curious. I, I forgot what great pranks we were in the first couple seasons, and that is one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Pam, Pam goes in up, yeah. and buys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Okay, uh, I'll I'll do this next one too. So, what do you have a an awkward Michael moment that you can remember? You you it, it, I don't. This might be a tough question if you haven't seen all of the seasons. I mean, there are a lot of awkward
0: Michael mm-hmm. moments. Like yes, almost the almost every sh- episode. <laughs> yeah, almost every episode. Every minute of the show is an sure. awkward Michael moment. Yeah. Um, I mean the kiss with with Oscar. Oh yeah.
1: That's a- <laughs> apparently that was an improv. Yeah, uh, I, kiss. I read yeah. that too. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, you know just uh yeah in a in real life set thinking about that in a real life setting that would be such an awkward moment yeah
1: oh yeah for sure for all imagine, parties involved imagine being oscar and actually like yeah. acting that scene like and knowing that there's improv to it yeah that that's that definitely is is up there i think uh for me there's a lot uh for me i think and I decided to rewatch this, uh, and put myself through the pain of it, uh, again this morning, but, uh, it's season six and many of you know it as Scott's tots. So, uh, that one uh, without getting too into the whole entire scene, basically Michael Scott years prior, or actually maybe 10, 15 years prior promises a group of elementary school kids that if they, um, graduate, high school that he'll pay for all of their tuitions oh yeah and okay. then he has to interact with them he finally has to go to the school and yeah. tell them man every time i watch that episode i'm literally curled up into a ball um just feeling the awkwardness and the emotion a uh, part of it it's just man i there's no show i i venture to say there's no show out there it ever makes you cringe as much as, as, much as The Office. Yeah. It's just well done in that way.
0: Uh, do you have a, a favorite Office romance throughout the show?
1: I mean, I'd be crazy not to say Pam and Jim. Yeah, I, I almost I, take them out. Yeah. Take them out. Take them out? Okay. You know, I, I you could go Dwight and Angela. That's a good back and forth between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um you haven't gotten to this yet, but Michael and Holly mm. uh, are awesome. I, I think they're. Holly as a character isn't great, but I think her compliment to Michael is just perfect. And, and it's almost this epitome you've seen over years and years of Michael Scott dating women and having trouble with it. And, you know, he goes through the Jan jam situation. And then he gets to Holly. And you just you're just happy you're just happy that they found each other and that he's found his match finally and and then it doesn't work and then it works and it's just it's gratifying. Uh, I so if you're if you're gonna take out Jim and Pam, which is the greatest office romance of all time, um, I would or greatest maybe romance on TV of all time, um, I would say they would probably be um, Holly and Michael just yeah. from the motion tied yeah. kind to of it. Yeah, I I.
0: I will have to go with Dwight and Angela. Yeah, it, that that one just is too funny. Oh yeah, it's it, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't know where it builds off of after this the, the third season going into the third season. Yeah, but I mean the fact that it is like this hush hush, like they will talk to separate walls. Uh huh. It's like a to...
1: secret mission and kind of thing. Like, yeah, and it's funny too because it's hundred percent Dwight's character. And Angela is very buttoned up, similar to Dwight, but she doesn't have that goofy side to her. But when she interacts with Dwight, even though she doesn't feel like she's being goofy, she is being goofy, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny if you think about it, the, those types of things. Um, one small note that I, I've thought about, it's not uh, not necessarily – it's not romance-connected, but um, obviously you think of the Jim and Pams, Angela, Dwight's. Um, you could even say Kelly and Ryan. That yeah. would be a funny yeah. pairing. Um but uh one of the things that I really appreciated in rewatching it again was there's moments uh, and a significant amount of them where not necessarily romance at all but a character with another character you wouldn't think of or having a moment together and I started to appreciate that now watching this through I think the fourth time is that you know you'd get a random Phyllis and Pam moment or jim Jim Stanley. And um, Phyllis moment when you're like, well, well, they don't really have moments. They're not. Re- their characters just say lines to each other and do their thing. But when you have those emotional moments, I I've, I was finding myself this last watch through really appreciating these random characters that don't you know they interact but don't have moments. They actually do, and and even ones that you wouldn't expect to have those yep. moments. So it was pretty cool. How many times
0: have you watched the show?
1: I think it's four. I think I've watched through it exactly four times. Through now, there are episodes that I've watched probably fifteen times, um, unbeknownst to myself. But I, you know, it, in some cases, it's one of those shows that you can put in the background for a lot of people. I, but I just love the show so much that if it's on, I probably am giving it all, if if not most of my attention. Mm-hmm. So,
0: all right. Well, your last, you being the expert here. Yeah your last two here i have absolutely no yeah, idea so this what is all these are referencing this is
1: for to. for the the uh office fanatics out there um but i think you can get something out of this uh i'm not going to give you much context i need your answers and then we'll discuss hillary swank hot or not sure yes are you convicted hot am i convinced okay, yeah not like that's your your answer are you going with hot when you
0: said convicted, I'm a little no. So
1: not convicted. I convinced is what I. Oh, I don't. Uh, That's probably not the right word either. But um, you're going with hot. Okay, All right, well, I'll take that as your answer. Um, so there is an episode where they debate this for an entire episode if she is hot or not, and they are split down the middle. And just as they are about to get um, some uh, leeway one way or the other, it ends up being split again um, until the very end of the episode where uh michael scott walks by he's been out of the office the whole day him and dwight have and he walks by and says oh she's hot (laughs) so they they all the door closes and they all cheer but that episode is is hilarious because you get to see like there's monologues from stanley and uh oscar about how like oscar talks about how she is perfect i think she or asymmetrical I forget he, t- he basically breaks down her face into a diagram and says you can see here that it's not perfect because um, he says that she's not hot um, but yeah it's just really great dialogue back and forth I, I personally would say uh, she is not hot so I would be on the not hot side um, but uh, I see I see the allure huh um, okay yeah it's a good good it's, episode it's got its own Wikipedia page that episode <laughs> yeah it does it really yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one is Would you rather have A medium amount of good pizza mm-hmm. Or all you can eat Of pretty good pizza uh,
0: Do I get to no, know How much of a medium amount of pizza nope. is Nope just answer your gut um, I'm going to Say All you can eat of pretty
1: good bad. Oh, <laughs> that's the wrong answer That's the Michael Scott answer so uh so michael scott uh for one of the uh, but
0: like this doesn't tell you like the time period
1: like it it goes back that's all um and now i have to make sure um hold on i'm gonna pull up the actual it's like pizza oh here it is pizza by alfredo's or i believe it's alfredo's pizza so basically they order for the uh I think it's for the launch party. Yeah, it's for the launch party. And he orders uh, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe uh, instead of Pizza by Alfredo. And everybody's really pissed off. He's like, it's the same thing. It's like, no, it's not the same. And then they ask Michael, would you rather have or, – or I think they – Michael says, would you rather have a medium amount of good pizza or all-you-can-eat of pretty good pizza? And they're all like, a medium amount of good pizza. <laughs> like, you wouldn't want pretty good pizza. Um. So uh, it was just a very really funny moment in that episode, and I thought that was a good debate to to end on. Hmm. I so.
0: yeah. I I would take all you can eat. Of pretty good. Okay. Pretty good is yeah. close enough to good. Yeah. Like there is no difference.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess the context too is also that you know if you had, I mean, we're you've been gracious enough to buy some some more Smoky Monkey for us, which we I would say is. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, so if it was pizza. like a medium amount of really so good real, Well let's say uh, a a medium amount of smoking monkey pizza or all you can eat dominoes. Oh. Like if you were to say, okay, you can only have
0: the four pieces. Yeah. Four we're pieces. To, yeah, four pieces. or all you can eat dominoes. All you can eat dominoes. Oh
1: man, you nah, you're off. Well, we can't be friends here. It takes here a either. lot to feed me. Sure, but I'm I would bigger rather than you. <laughs> you're you not that much bigger. <laughs> um but yeah, I would take the really good pizza or the, the good pizza of a medium amount of it. All right. Well, you know what? Somehow we're actually ahead of schedule. Are we really? Wow. Okay. I I, I anticipated don't know how that
0: happened. there being way too much here. Yeah, so did um, I. So I cut back.
1: Okay. Well, um, I mean, I do have a random note that I would like to say. It's, okay, it's uh, if we have a, a minute here. So, because um, <laughs> why don't you want to give listen me my soapbox? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I always look into, probably once a year, um, as I'm sure a lot of Office fans do, um, that uh, the Office is a show that people want to reboot, right? Yeah. So um, we've talked about all this stuff about the show, why it's successful, and all that other stuff. Um, And that question was asked to Michael Scott. And I thought his answer was very telling, like, would you want to do it? Would you want to play Michael Scott again? And what he said, um, this is his quote, I'll tell you no. I feel like I'm a broken record talking about this because I get asked about it. The show is way more popular now than it was when it was on the air. I just can't see it being the same thing. And I think most folks would want it to be the same thing, but it wouldn't be. Ultimately, I think it may be best to leave well, leave well enough alone and just let it exist as, as it was. You literally have to get all the same writers, the same producers, the same directors, the same actors. And even with all of those components, it wouldn't be the same. Yep. So no. But I love the show, and it was the most exciting time, and all those people are my friends. We all love it. It was a special thing. It was special before people thought it was a special thing, and it was special to us before other people started feeling that way but no so yeah. i after hearing that and i'm a diehard um office fan and after hearing that i uh, i kind of agree with him um it, it, we, we would i would enjoy it but i would also be disappointed it's, to me it's kind of like season 8 and 9 half of 9 yeah um half of 9 is just garbage it, i mean it's not garbage it's just not good Which is really sad because the the whole nine for most of the nine seasons is spectacular TV in my opinion. Yeah. So um, I would agree. I I I don't think
0: a reboot would work. Yeah. I just I don't. It'll uh, get a lot of
1: viewers, but it 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 wouldn't really gratify I think the fans. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there would be
0: ratings would be dropped dramatically after the first episode.
1: I I think one of the other things. I, I tried to keep these pretty simple for us to talk about, considering you've seen three seasons or so, some of these friendship test questions. Um, one of the ones that we didn't really talk much, well, we didn't talk at all about, uh, and we could talk about, you know, going back and some of these seasons being different than others. When Michael Scott leaves, there's a drop. And, and I think, in my opinion, I, I thought that the drop in um, the show was pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually stopped watching it the first time that happened and then I went back to it and I rewatched it probably a year ago a year or two ago watching the whole thing and I grew an appreciation for a lot of those episodes after where where Michael Scott leaves and then you get some new managers um we didn't debate what the best managers are I know you haven't gotten through that yet uh, I say yet because uh, I really want you to do it um but uh you know it, you have it'd be like episode 200 of the quest 100 <laughs> hey maybe um but uh but yeah there's there were so many great ones uh that either uh applied for the position or got it robert california becomes a, a mainstay for a while i think he's pretty great um he's no michael scott he's 100 percent different than michael scott but he is out there and, and and um he uh he's probably in for a couple seasons um and uh you know will Farrell steps in for a little bit uh you know i think it was funny episodes but just i'm glad he didn't stay around so i don't know how you can't replace michael scott uh it just it, it can't happen so i i don't envy them trying to fill that role uh with the things that they did and and obviously ending on on the high note that that it was with one of the characters getting the, the thing i won't tell you that part but um but yeah so it uh you know uh, there's there's so many things we could debate here, but uh, do you think it's time, Brian, we'll jump into some delusional thinking? Sure. Someone gives you ten thousand to one on anything, you, you take, take it. it. <laughs> love it, love it, and so fitting for this question. So, Brian, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a situation room here, um, kind of situation room. You have to you have these three people. You have Mr. Creed Bratton, Mr. Kevin Malone, and Ms. Kelly Kapoor. Those are your options here. Okay. One of these people is your desk mate for five years. Okay. One person, you are trapped in an elevator for 10 hours. Okay. And one person is your trainer at your next job. And I will go as far to say that not only are they training you, they're your next boss. Okay. Uh I'll let you choose the Let's let's talk about the first one. So uh, I know some of this is de- determines your other picks, but you're going to be sitting at a desk with this person for 5 years. Who do you want to be sitting next okay, to?
0: Okay, I know it's not Kelly. Even through the first uh two seasons, I know yep. it will not be Kelly. Yep. Really, I know Kelly's not one or uh, one or two. Okay, she, she is not someone I would want to spend five years as a desk mate with, or ten hours trapped in an elevator. With.
1: Yeah, uh, my my thought exactly on especially on the um, the number two one. I can't imagine ten hours in an elevator yeah. with Kelly. So uh, that would be awful. So
0: di- be, by default, she's my boss and okay. trainer at my next job. Yep. Okay,
1: that would be interesting. Yeah.
0: So so do we agree I, on
1: that? I I would also agree on that, mainly because she can't be in the first two. <laughs> Um Kelly's a great character but man her personality is bold and she loves to t- that's I can I feel like I could last how many hours do you think you could last in, uh in an, with, elevator, in with an elevator with Kelly before you uh somehow break out <laughs> mm,
0: I mean is she talking from moment 1? Yeah I mean
1: I would I would think so yes I don't I think I'm making it a half an hour <laughs> <laughs> okay see I I'm not that far off from you but I probably could go an hour or two. Uh it wouldn't be the best hour or two but I feel like I can be I'm a little more on the talkative social side maybe um and I feel like her personality does not mesh with yours. I don't think I don't think even
0: if you are on the talkative social side you you wouldn't get a word in. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. That yeah. is the thing. You wouldn't right. get a word in. So really you have to be a listener. Yes, for her.
1: Yes. Um and that also is you know, well, oh, yeah. Either way, um, we're not going with her. She goes. Uh, she's our new boss. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she went to um, some training in the in the show, and she's be- become better at her job. I think um, multicultural training. I probably butchered that. Um, but yeah, so I, I think she'll be maybe the best boss. Yeah. Um, there. Yeah.
0: Um, so then I would go with Deskmate of. Oh, probably Creed.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Why? Why do you say that? Why do Why do you not want Kevin? Just because.
0: I think I'd. No, you know what? I'm gonna change my mind. Hmm. Sorry, Kevin. You're a big guy. I don't want to spend ten hours in an (laughs) elevator
1: with you. Kevin is stripping down at some point in that (laughs) elevator. Because he's got the meat sweats or something. <laughs> yeah, you run out of food; yeah, he's hey, probably going a little crazy. Yeah,
0: it's really, it's really what I don't want them to be.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's that's kind of how you have to think about this in yeah. some ways.
0: Yeah. So okay, so Kevin, hopefully he can give me some chili. Yeah, as his desk mate. Yeah. Uh, if he makes it to your
1: desk and doesn't drop it on the floor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I think I'm. So. I actually wouldn't mind – so my thought – I'm almost in agreement with you, except on the positive side. So if Kevin's my desk mate for five years, I, I see this as the Angela um, Angela Oscar situation where they are carrying the weight. He does his job, but basically they give him meaning, meaningless work, um, and he's just you know doing whatever, and they have to kind of carry him. But they also, in later episodes, you kind of see – he's kind of their kid in some ways. Like he's their child. They have to treat him like a child in a lot of ways. And and like a child, they also love him and they want to make sure that he's, you know, still um, happy and all that other stuff. So um, it, it's it's kind of funny, the development of the character uh, arcs and all of that. But so I actually, I wouldn't mind him as, as um, my deskmate for five years. It would be a little bit challenging, but I, I wouldn't mind it. My concern, though, is being trapped in an elevator for ten hours with Creed is also not good because you have no idea what. Like he's in in the truest sense, he's the wild card. Kelly, you know what you're getting. You're gonna talk for a year. Uh, Kevin, you are. You know he's getting the meat sweats. He's he's. uh, You know he's freaking out because he needs more food or whatever. He's hungry. Creed, no idea, and that scares me for ten hours. I can deal with it in an office space where you have room to get away but man he could like it's a crazy he's a crazy person for for 10 hours stuck like he could kill you I, I like he could there's a there's an episode where he walks in he's got blood all over him and it was it's i think it's the it's the murder episode um where they play like this game and he walks in and um and uh what was it michael scott says like, there has been a murder. And Dwight's like, oh. And then he just turns around and walks out. Like, you don't know this guy at all. And that scares me to be in an elevator with him for for 10 hours. So be- because of that, I think I'm going to flip-flop. And I'm going to go – I'm scared of Creed in an elevator. So I'm going to go Kevin. I'll deal with the uh, him being hungry. Uh, hopefully there's some food there. Um but he's at least a friendly guy to talk to, uh, casual guy to talk to, and then uh, Creed is going to be my desk mate for five years, and uh, his mung beans will uh, make it a little bit smelly, but we'll we'll be <laughs> all right. We'll be all right. Wow. Okay. So that's my analysis. All right.
0: Well, uh, thanks for talking about uh,
1: the paper company with me. Yes, of course, Brian. Uh, Brian, this was I was very skeptical of this episode uh because i was talking with you and you came in with a negative attitude towards the show but i see this glimmer of hope in you and me as well um that you will love this show i know you may have given up but i i, I need you to i need you to try i need you to try some more just a little bit here and there you're not on a time crunch anymore but i want you to try just a little bit more maybe another season just another season just one more <laughs> I think you'll like it.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> don't know. I don't know about this Dunder Mifflin people.
1: Well, we'll we'll yeah, see. But yeah. um, anyway, it's been fun. Thank you all for tuning in. This, uh, you know, this is this was this was a good one. And hopefully, you, you learned some things. Uh, you know, if we taught you something, if you're an Office fan and we taught you something, I even one thing, I consider that a win because they're they are aficionados. Yeah, and if
0: if you if you learned that i'm not an office fan and that's your one thing
1: that's okay too i guess and if you want to write in the show and 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 just just i i highly recommend this you don't even need to rate us just write in a review somehow uh through apple podcasts or whatnot and write about how brian should be watching this show because or what or given it another chance if if even just one person writes in yeah tell Bri- me. i guarantee brian is
0: going to watch more episodes tell me what episode i have to get past because i got past what justin told me
1: and i and maybe i was very loose with my episodes because it's been a while since i i've done it maybe yeah. it is halfway through season three i don't know or, I, or you're already out there. Maybe it's the end of season three. I don't know, but uh, if you have a recommendation, let Brian know because he's going to listen to you guys. He may yeah. not listen to me, but he'll listen to you guys. No.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it as a challenge. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, well, I'll give you an update. And uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Quest for 100 Podcasts, Instagram, Quest for 100 Podcast, Twitter, at The Quest for 100. We're on all of the podcasting sites apple google spotify wherever you can find us you you can listen to the dulcet tones of brian and justin and thanks for joining us on the quest for 100